you need to have a really strong mentality and a lot of insight when you start a new role as a brand new IMG doctor in Australia in order to enhance your job performance. So today, Sasha and I have joined together because we want to talk about your mindset and what you need going into a new role in order to succeed and not under-deliver and underperform. So um, you know that a lot in our Code You Australia podcast, especially more recently in the Observership Program podcast part two with myself and Dr. Fraz, I talked about this notion and we have in the past where as an IMG doctor in your first role, you need to know before going in that it's going to be difficult, which I think most doctors know, but you also need to know that you're not going to do well in that role. You're going to be below standard and there's an array of emotions that come with that, that I think a lot of new doctors really um, don't take into consideration to the extent that they need to. And if you don't do that, it really does affect your mental health in the first six to 12 months of any new job. So I know I had a very different um, experience compared to you, Sasha. We've talked behind the scenes in terms of when I, what I was doing mentally preparing for the role versus what you were doing. Um, and I think it's really important that IMG doctors hear about that because this is one of the strategies you need to implement before you start any new role in order to actually perform well. Yep. And I think that one of the advantages that you had with that was that you are Australian and you do know that you did know the Australian healthcare system even before really working in it. Um, well, when I started, for instance, from my own experience was that I had been working in South Africa. So I had a bit of work experience and everyone that I spoke to said to me, you know what, you'll be fine. It's okay. You'll be fine. Um, you've, you've had some experience, you know, being a doctor is just being a doctor, just in another country. So I walked into it thinking, I'm really not going to struggle that much, which was very naive and very um, ignorant of me. I walked in thinking, have a bit of experience. How bad could it really be? And the first three months, like I told you behind the scenes, the first three months I was working, I was in denial, basically. I was struggling along thinking, why am I struggling? Because everybody has told me I'm going to be fine. I should be fine. And so, like I'm not performing you know, I'm not performing at the level that I'm used to. And it's a really, really hard pull to swallow when you've been working somewhere before and functioning so highly in another country and then coming somewhere new where everybody told you you would be okay and suddenly realizing that you're actually not okay and you're not delivering the care that you are used to delivering um, in your previous country. So I had no yeah. idea because everyone was falsely reassuring me and telling me that I'm going to be fine and I wasn't fine. It took me a good couple of months to realize, you know what, actually, this is a totally different situation. I have huge knowledge gaps here that I need to fill. And had I realized that sooner, I could have probably, you know, gotten on with it and caught myself up instead of having such low self-esteem for the first few months thinking that the problem is me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what did that... Swift reference. <laughs> <laughs> and what did that low self-esteem do to you um, in your personal life and not just at work? Well, it's already hard. you living in a different country. Everything is different. Everything is horrible. I was kind of relying on work to be the one thing that was going to pick me up because it was the one thing I could actually do. Like I, I can work or I, I could work before. And then coming and having to learn, 
learn everything. I tell everyone that moves over that it's kind of like learning a new profession. It was completely, I was debil- it was debilitating for me to be able to have to go and work in a setting where I kind of didn't even know how to function anymore. And coming from a place where I could do everything. I was, I never, ever had to ask for help. I never had to, you know, struggle ever. And coming here where it was like, I felt like a baby again, like less than an intern, really. So mm-hmm. my, my confidence took a huge knock. I thought it was me. I didn't think, you know, I didn't have the rationality to think it's just because you're in a new place. It's got nothing to do with your knowledge or your capability. You've just got to adapt it. Immediately, I thought, well, everyone has told me I'm going to be fine and I'm definitely not fine. So, um, you know, I'm not a good doctor. I am never going to catch up. The These people are way ahead of me. The interns are doing things better than me. And I've got like four years experience. It's horrible. It's horrible to feel that way. Um, And, you know, lots of IMGs feel this way. And you know, for me, I was lucky I only had four years experience. Some people are coming here with 10 years experience, expecting that they're going to be fine and they're going to just slot right in. And it takes months to get to the point mm-hmm. where you are functioning as you were before. And mm-hmm. imagine working 10 years and coming here and seeing interns that are working, you know, much more functional than you in the hospital. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, as well, like I always say it takes honestly about 11 months mainly because you have to rotate through the different rotations to understand how they work so that when you're in a new rotation and you need to refer to that other unit, you know exactly the ins and outs. And until you're like really confident with the job and know what you do and know how the hospital operates, that takes a while and it takes you going through different units to get there. But it's interesting, dare I say it's my pessimistic nature that for once um, (laughs) benefited me that I really hate this comment when people, when you express how you feel to someone and they're like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. I actually, I really don't like it. I don't think it's helpful. I think the intention behind the person's really good when they say that, but I think you should let your common sense prevail. And I'll give you an example. Um, You know, I've been on maternity leave and I still get worried about going back to a clinical role. And everyone always says to me, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. I'm like, hold on here though. I've got a bit of common sense, which helps me with a bit of insight here. I have been out of the game for a little bit. Um, I have baby brain. I'm exhausted most days. These are all things that are going to work against me. And then you think I'll be fine stepping into the ring with people that haven't had any career gap, have not gone on maternity leave, don't even have kids to make them exhausted for work. Um, of course, I'm not going to be unrealistic. Fine, it's unrealistic. So I already know. I already use my common sense to know it's not going to be okay, but that's all right. What can I do now to prepare myself to make it better and speed up my performance to get back on track? So I always have a strategy and I always have a plan. Now, rewind when I was going to do my internship. Um, I don't think I spoke to anybody really about it, but I was like, now I'll say this because I'm not somebody that sits there and you know, does my weaknesses and strengths charts or or any of that new age stuff. I mean, it's got its merits, just not for me. But this particular time, I literally did a strengths and weaknesses chart and I looked at my weaknesses and my, my game plan was heavily focus at work on my strengths and highlight that. But in the meantime, before I step into work, if I could work on the weaknesses And while I'm at work, the ones that I could only work on at the job, I'll do that. So I already knew my deficits and my strengths. And I already started having a game plan and working towards them before I even 
started working. And the other thing is I had hard days, but I was already mentally prepared for it. I said to myself, it's going to be tough. You're going to make mistakes, but you need to forgive yourself for those mistakes and move on. Okay. You need to move on that day that you had a bad day that you're like, how stupid of me. How did I not even notice that I didn't do that or that I did do that? Like, yes, that makes sense that I should have done it like this. I'm just going to forgive myself and say, yep, I've learned and I will not make that mistake again. And so that's what I did. And yes, it was very challenging, but I didn't, I didn't mentally struggle as much as others did because I was completely aware of that I was going to be bad. I was and I was so unaware. I was completely unaware and then blindsided because yep. first of all, everyone had told me I'd be fine. I had this false feeling in myself that it's fine. I'm working in South Africa. I'll be fine. And then came here completely blindsided. Every time I did something wrong, I was like, you know, beating myself up about it, going home thinking I'm useless because I'd not set the expectations realistically. Like I had no real expectation like I hadn't realistically thought you know what I'm going to go to this different place I'm going to suffer I never ever in my head thought I would suffer and that's a huge problem and it delayed me actually like like what I said to you before is like when people say the first step to overcoming your problem is to admitting that you have one it's the same thing with weaknesses you have to admit that you have a weakness and it's it's pride as well like if you've come from another country and you've worked a long time you have this pride where you're like you know oh well I can take on anything I've worked in these harsh circumstances in South Africa or India or wherever you come from and it'll all be okay but it's not okay and realizing that you're going to have weaknesses in this new system is the first step to overcoming the weaknesses and actually doing something about it it took me a few months to realize that I have to do something about it and that set me back whereas if I'd gone in just like you and known Mm -hmm. that I'm going to have these bad days and it's not me it's just the adjustment process I probably would have been better for it yeah. And and I want to make it clear, most IMGs know that it's going to be difficult and they're willing to work hard. What I'm trying to say is you think it's going to be difficult, that's great. It's going to be this much worse. And I want you to be mentally prepared for that. And in the Observership Program podcast, I made reference to that in interviews because now being on the other end, I know how difficult it is. And I also, and you can appreciate this too, Sasha, the way locals also know that a brand new IMG is not 100% functional yet. And so in interviews, they already know that. And if you're not coming to that interview with the same attitude, they already think, well, you're not going to do well because you're not aware of the problem you're about to have. 100%. And you don't have a plan for that problem. You have no insight. yeah, it, you have to have insight. It is much worse than what you think. And it's not the medicine side of things. Yes, like medicine can be a little bit different here and there and guidelines in different countries, but guidelines, we've got we've got resources for guidelines at the hospital that you can look up, that you can cross-check your work. So that's okay. It's all the little things that you do every day, all day long that you cannot do. And especially if you're a junior doctor, in most departments, you're your function, your real worth is, yes, looking after the patients, but also organizing things. And it's those little tasks that you do all day long around the clock that if you're not good at them and you're not going to be when you're learning in a completely new system, you're not 100% functional doctor. So the team that you're put with, the other junior doctors, 
whether they're already outstanding IMGs that have been there for a couple of years or they're locals who have worked and lived this system even as medical students, they're operating at 100% functionality. And you come in while you're working, maybe you're providing hard work, you're working at 110%, your function level is below 50%. And essentially that other 50% is being put on other people's shoulders. So now and there's nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it. It hap- it we all go through it. We it's all go not like it. it's not like a weakness that it's something to do with you. Whenever whenever any new IMG, like even from places that are very sort of similar to Australian systems like the UK, there's a teething process. We all go through it. It's not a weakness really. It's just something you have to be aware of that it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. And you've just got to make peace with it and mentally have a plan so you're not going to suffer because you feel like, oh, I've, I've asked this poor intern on my team 600 questions today. I've shattered them here, there, everywhere. I feel absolutely useless. You're not like destroying your, I guess, your self-esteem because of what you're doing every day. Like you're just aware of it mm-hmm. and you know that it's a process. We've all been there. It's it's going to happen to the best of us, but you have to just be mentally prepared. And I think the lack of insight into how hard it's going to be, which means you're not mentally prepared, is what makes people underperform and go below standard in the workplace. Yeah, and not prepare adequately for the gap that you're going to have to fill. So if you don't know it's there, you're not going to prepare for it, just like what happened to me. Like it took me yeah. months, months to catch up where it should have taken me possibly, you know, a month or two months it took me like half a year to actually just get there you know in one department because I I was just so unaware of everything that I didn't know yes yeah and we compare it like compared to me where um yeah I was mentally prepared and uh, I was very forgiving on myself but I also was very aware of the amount of burden I was putting on a fellow local doctor. So I'll give you a little um, insight into my first unit. Um, Very, very uh, well-to-do, one of the better interns and had a really busy department, um, which they requested from the clinical support unit if they could have another doctor on that department because it essentially was super busy for just even one very, very capable intern and uh, then rolls in me brand new to the system. So you can see they asked for help, but they got me. <laughs> and so I knew that they got a burden. That is a burden on this person. Um, I was just personally very lucky that um, this person was very patient. And if they weren't, they definitely didn't say anything to my face. But being aware of what I bring to that team. So I knew my strengths, what I brought, but I also knew what I was taking from this person and what I was putting on their shoulders. So also, I was kinder in a sense in the way I spoke to them, in what I asked of them. I made sure that if I can find the information myself, I do that because for the most of the day, I'm asking this person questions. So there's things like I'm like, no, I'm not going to ask them that because I can get the information myself. So I didn't just attach myself to this person and then dump everything on them because I was already aware what a burden I was going to be. Yeah. And that's really important because someone shows you a bit of kindness and willing to help you doesn't mean that you completely take and take and take. You've got to have your own initiative yeah. in finding out information. Um, if there's other people you can ask, pharmacist, the ward clerk, it doesn't have to all be this one person, but you need to already know that before going in so you're not completely, I guess, overburdening the the person on your unit 
Yeah, especially like knowing who to ask is also a huge thing because in other countries you don't have pharmacists, ward, cl- ward clerks, um, or anyone around you helping you. You kind of do rely on your other colleagues to help you with everything. So even just that small fact, knowing that there's you know auxiliary staff around all the time, happy to help you to take the burden off the rest of your team is a good tip yep. as well. And we get a few messages in our um, Instagram private DMs where someone um, messages saying, hey, I'm starting on this particular unit. It'll be my first job. I'm super nervous. Um, is there any tips you can give me? And the first thing I actually say to people is contact your your junior, if you're a junior doctor, junior doctor clinical support unit. And especially with things like um, cannulating and venipuncture, ask them because generally the hospital has workshops in that hospital for their nursing staff that you can definitely jump on and and their doctor staff as well, their medical staff, you can jump on. So there are resources out there, but you need to ask in order to know, in order to create a plan. So Mm. then that's where you can have the opportunity like, oh, um, before I start, would you mind if I met up with one of the pharmacists to get a bit of pharmaceutical training? Um, You know, just ask and if they've got it they'll provide it if they don't they don't and then you create another plan on how you can address that issue and the more you ask for help the more it shows that you have insight into your deficits and that you're willing to do something about it which australians love they love that yes yeah australian doctors love that yeah they do the fear with imgs is and i i've i'm guilty of this as well is um worried about showing too much weaknesses and too much deficits by asking for help because it makes you feel imposter syndrome you shouldn't be here but it's quite the opposite um so if you ask that you it shows that you're aware of what you need help in and that you're proactive and never ever is a director of clinical training going to turn around and say to you that you know what the fact that we need to give you a workshop on cannulation uh, makes me worried. They won't say that if you're yeah. the one asking for it because they already know that in some countries overseas, cannulation is done by nursing staff only. So you see, when you lie to them, they already know the truth. And yeah. the fact that you're not coming out with the truth already builds this distrust. And it's yeah. that distrust they don't like. So then they'll exactly. keep their eye on you closer because they don't trust you. So the what I'll say is the jig is up. They already know. So just be honest with yourself and honest in interviews, but be careful. It's not just about honesty. It's about having a plan and articulating what that plan is to them because they're the sort of people they like. Um, yeah. And that's really, really important to know that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the main message would be don't go into it ignorant or thinking that everything's going to be okay. Don't listen to other people that have moved and say, oh, you've been working. You'll be fine. You won't be. No one is. None of us were. No one. So, no. you know, there's all these resources. There's all these ways you can gather information and all these, you know, other staff members and team members that you can lean on in the beginning for support and know that it's not just you. Everyone has these gaps when they move and it's so easy to just correct it, but you have to know that they're there. Yep. And the worst thing you can do to your medical career when you're starting out is wait for the problem to arise, for then somebody to report it to the director of clinical training. And they will then you report. Have a meet- <laughs> and then you have a meeting with the director of clinical training. They say, why did you make this big mistake on your um, medication chart? Do you not know how to prescribe accurately? And then you say, well, no, no one showed me how. The director of clinical training will be like, well, you should have contacted us 
raised as an issue. We have services, resources, staff members. We could have addressed it with you and given you proper training. So you see the difference. Had you approached them first, asking for resources or workshops if they're available, even if you make a mistake, they go, well, they're proactive. They're aware and they're hardworking. They don't, they don't like the doctors that make mistakes, crawl into their office, and then they'll be like, well, no one showed me how. And yeah. it's like, well, that's not good enough, unfortunately. Even if so, you got reported, even if you get reported, you've done something wrong, but you've actively tried to correct that before. You know what they'll say? They'll say, oh, she got reported. Yes, that was very bad that she did that. But you know what? She's, she already knows that that's a problem and she's already come to me and tried to fix it. Like already, yeah, and they're, work, they're working on it. It's a work in progress. Or, already they're backing you, like to whoever's yes. complained. They've already got your back. Yeah. And this is how it certainly works in um, units we've worked in. Um, so what I want to just leave everybody with, we'll keep this podcast short, um, is that you know what's a good IMG? Not a very experienced IMG. A good IMG is just a proactive IMG. That's it. Yeah. So you can be PGY1 but proactive. You'll be better than a PGY10 who's not proactive. That's all they want. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So I hope you guys found this useful. Um, Please, if you're an IMG who's already working in Australia, love to hear what your thoughts are and what your experience was when you first started and the shock of it all, you know, please write down comments or if you're a bit shy, you can DM, DM us on Instagram. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do because that's where all our podcasts go. 